Section 29 of National Geographic Magazine, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Notes Third Annual Report on the Statistics of Railways in the United States to the Interstate Commerce Commission for the year ending June 30, 1890 Washington, Government Printing Office, 1891 Advanced Copy, pages 1-100 to This pamphlet by Professor Henry C. Adams is issued in advance of the full report which is promised to comprise about 875 pages. It contains a summary, digest, and discussion of the full report. It appears that the total railroad mileage on June 30, 1890, was 163,597, an increase of 5,838 miles during the year. The increase came mainly from southeastern and western states. This mileage was owned by 1,797 distinct corporate bodies, but entirely controlled in one way or another by only 747 companies. To illustrate the extent to which consolidation of railroad property has gone, it may be stated that 47.5% of all railroad mileage is controlled by but 40 companies, and that 65.4% is controlled by 75 companies. The greatest mileage controlled by one company is 6,053, operated by the Southern Pacific Company. The total capital and bonded debt of railroad companies was 9,871,378,389 dollars, or $60,340 per mile. Stock and bonds were about equal in amount. Mr. Adams estimates the value of railroad property by capitalizing at 5% the dividends and interest on bonds paid during the year, reaching as a result $6,627,461,140, or about two-thirds of the nominal capital and bonded debt. The justice of this method may fairly be questioned. A comparison of the ruling prices of dividend-paying stocks with the rate percent of the dividend shows that 5% stocks are above par and that 4% stocks average nearly par. Moreover, it is well known that many railroads are built and operated not for their own immediate earnings but to give value to other property of the companies, notably to lands, from the sale or lease of which the companies derive profits. Again, many railroads are built, not for present but for future profits, after they shall have induced settlement of their territory. And, furthermore, numerous branch roads have been built as defensive measures to prevent rivals from occupying territory. And in many cases, earnings are used in betterment of property instead of distributing it as dividends. In all these cases, the roads have value although they are not paying dividends. Taking all these matters into account, it does not appear that the railroad stocks of the country have collectively been watered to any great extent, if by watering is meant expanding nominal values above actual values. 
Concerning dividends paid on stock, Mr. Adams presents a table showing that 63.76% of all stock paid no dividends, that but 6.47% paid less than 4%, that 25.26% paid from 4 to 8%, the remainder paying above 8%. It appears that in the northeastern states, much the highest dividends were paid, while in the west, so far as dividends are concerned, the stockholders have to wait for future developments. The total passenger mileage for the year was 11,847,785,617, a slight increase over the previous year. The total freight mileage was 76,207,047,298, an increase of nearly 10% over that of the previous year. The gross earnings of the year were one billion fifty one million eight hundred seventy seven thousand six hundred thirty two dollars, and the operating expenses six hundred ninety two million ninety three thousand nine hundred seventy one dollars, leaving as the income from operations three hundred fifty nine million seven hundred eighty three thousand six hundred sixty one dollars the income from other sources was one hundred twenty six million seven hundred sixty seven thousand sixty four dollars and the total deductions from income were three hundred eighty four million seven hundred ninety two thousand one hundred thirty eight dollars leaving as the net income one hundred one million seven hundred fifty eight thousand five hundred eighty seven dollars out of which there was paid as dividends on stock $89,688,204. The magnitude of the railway interests of the country is set forth in the above enormous figures. It is still further emphasized by the fact that nearly three-quarters of a million men are in the employ of this industry. Assuming that each such employee supports two others besides himself, it is seen that the railroad interest supports two and a quarter millions, or more than one-thirtieth of the inhabitants of the country. H. G. End of Section 29 End of National Geographic Magazine, Volume 3